I'm Scott Flora, and this is The Prayer Focus. Join me on a journey of discovery in learning to grow in prayer as I sit down with pastors, leaders, and missions directors and learn from them on how to apply practical, real-world revelation to our everyday lives. As an intercessor and a prayer pastor, one of my chief aims is to continually grow in prayer. I don't know about you, but I want to learn how to have all of my prayers be powerful, effective, and answered. As the disciples walked with Jesus for a few years, they saw the life that He lived, they saw His miracles, and they saw His authority, and they had one request, teach us to pray. Let's get started. Okay, so today in the studio, we have Steve and Patty Buss. Really excited about this episode. I had the honor and privilege of uh, serving um, with and part of a team um, that built uh, a lot of the foundational building blocks. Of course, it's been years now, so they have just taken it to an completely... um, a level that has just been inspiring and provoking and equipping for many across the body of Christ in many different regions. And so, Stephen Patty Bus, Eugene, Oregon, the One Hope Network, you guys really need to uh, uh, take a look at what they're doing over there and and learn from them. They're just doing amazing things. So. Stephen Patty, you guys are wearing YWAM, youth pastor. Now you're kind of um, helping uh, co-pastor a city together with many different pastors and leaders from different denominations and everything. But give us the last, I don't know, 20 years of um, service uh, to the Lord in the kingdom. So what is, give, a, give us a, a view of what it is that you've been about the last seasons. You want to launch? 20 years. Scott, that's a long time right there. <laughs> I know. You know what? We've been seeking the kingdom and uh, trying to keep up with whatever God is doing wherever he's placed us in the most simplistic way. That's what I would say. Lord, what do you want to do in this place you've called us to live? And how can we partner with you? That would be my answer the last 20 years. That's a pretty good answer. I, I would agree with that. And so from ministering um, out of serving full-time in a local church context to uh, beginning to help bring together pastors and leaders in our community, uh, first of all in prayer, and then, hey, how can we live and walk in unity and live and walk in the love Jesus commands us towards one another as leaders? Uh, So we've been doing our best to cultivate that kind of uh, relational um, grid here in our community, and then trusting that God is going to lead us as we're doing our best to obey Him and uh, see His glory uh, magnified here in our community. So that's a short summary. A lot of stories ahead. (laughs) And I'm really (laughs) excited about that. So um, one of the things that made me really excited about um, how I uh, met you guys and the and the journey that um, we went on for a short season there about two year um, season in in Eugene was <clears throat> I saw you two operating together in a way that very few um, couples operate really, really collaborate, really super honoring, really super making space and way for <clears throat> one another to to fully be fully yourself in those environments. That was super encouraging to me. But today, what we're talking about 
is we are talking about citywide prayer movements and networks. And um, tell us a little bit about, I mean, tell us, I mean, today we're going to give the backstory, but just to, just to give, like, just raise the banner. What's happening in Eugene today? So I'll just begin by just saying kind of the, the big things that happen consistently. So um, everything that we've done, uh, as I mentioned, has to do with bringing pastors and leaders together to pray. And so monthly, there are between 60 and 100 leaders who gather every month to pray for one another and pray for our community. Monthly pastors prayer. The second thing is we have an annual pastors prayer summit. We go to Cannon Beach for three days. Um, it's a facilitated time, extended worship, extended prayer, prayer for one another, a uh, lot of vertical time, rest time, relational building time. Then we end up towards the very end going into prayer for our community together. Wonderful. That prayer summit is focused on building relationship and pursuing God together as leaders. Then we have monthly prayer. And then the last thing that we do consistently is a 24-7 prayer strategy that we've been doing for uh, in May, we would have completed seven years, and that's called One Church, One Day. So that's a quick snapshot. And One Church, One Day simply is one church adopting one day a month to pray for 24 hours, all from a community prayer guide that all the churches share. And I'll go into that later. But that is um, the quick snapshot of prayer together in the community. And that last bit, that 24-7 prayer strategy is part of what, when Scott was in Eugene, yep. and a team of other prayer junkies, let's just say that's what we really are, <laughs> yeah, uh, really sought the Lord about <laughs> yep. that strategy. It wasn't like we just came up with it. We were praying yep. together mm -hmm. for about two years saying, Lord, you want to build the house of prayer in this community. Mm -hmm. So just like in Haggai, we want to go up the mountain of the Lord and get the blueprints from you. Mm -hmm. And Scott was a part of that team. And mm -hmm. that's how One Church yeah. One Day was launched. Yeah. yeah. Scott was a great igniter. Uh -huh. um, he was a great <laughs> provoker. And uh, he, he was just an essential part of the joining together of leaders mm -hmm. and people of prayer back in the day before we launched that 24-7 effort. Yes. Yes, yes. And we will talk about more of that. Um, in another episode, I go into um, uh, being faithful in the season and it not looking like what we thought it was going to look like. And yeah. that's another episode and we'll go into that. It's an amazing journey. I'll probably have you guys back and actually um, help me uh, talk through that as well. But um one of the things that I really wanted to go into, I want to go into some logistics. And when people are listening to this that are far and near in other regions, maybe in other places of um, the, the world, they'll be able to, to really have the correct starting place because we just, we just, what we just said in the last 90 seconds is massive in those three pieces of pastors consistently praying together, pastors going away and hearing from the Lord together and honoring one another in relationship, and then a citywide blueprint of a, a region praying um, together for each other in agreement. That Those three things are massive. And if people go after that, they'll miss the mark. And I want to go after the foundational building blocks, maybe even in philosophy and also in theology. So let's let's start there. Where's the correct starting place? Why would we even want to do this thing of citywide prayer 
strategies. You want to launch? You can go first. Okay. Well, everything that we do um, <laughs> in bringing pastors and leaders together are founded on two scriptures. Number one, Jesus' new command that we would love one another the way he does us. And so can pastors who live in the same community deliberately follow that command? The answer is yes. Second of all, Jesus prays that we would be one as the Father and Son are one so that the world would believe that we'd be brought to complete unity for the world to know. So as pastors and leaders of the kingdom advancing in a community, pastors and leaders of Jesus' church, everything's built on following the words of Christ together because that's how God birthed the church. The church, by definition, in large part, every time the word ecclesia is used in the New Testament, it's talking about the church in a city. And so there is really one group of walking with Christ people in a community. And can those people, and starting with the leaders, actually love each other and walk in unity? So if we're going to do that, how do we do that? How do we synergize the focus, the favor, and the momentum of God's people? And I think that there's, uh, these prayer efforts really help cultivate that love and unity. So when a pastor prays for another pastor, when they pray for one another's families, children, marriages, and then on top of that, then they start going and praying for one another's churches and staff. And so there's a relational connection that happens there. There's love that happens there. And then there's unity that happens there. The thing that I'll add to that, that I think is really important and it just fireworks go off in my heart. When I think about actually leaders coming together to pray, people who are in spiritual authority, actually together pursuing God in prayer and taking time to connect with God in unity together. And so that is for me, the foundation of a starting point, both biblically and then practically, just that leaders would find that place to pursue God together as they choose to love each other and walk in unity to start. Yeah, and then of course there's the Isaiah passages that the house of the Lord, the believers in a community, likened to the house, we are the house of the Lord, is to be a house of prayer. So pray in agreement mm -hmm. as the house of, mm -hmm. of God in a city is really potent and there are some ways we can do that across all the streams which we could talk mm. about in a moment but then another biblical mandate i we see in the old testament in jeremiah 29 where the believers the israelites were carried into exile in babel in babylon they were in a culture that was not really for them right like this is this is not this is not uh, christian friendly okay it's not israelite <laughs> friendly and yet god said pray to this place where I've carried you in exile because mm -hmm. in its shalom, you're going to have shalom. Mm -hmm. Pray for its shalom and its prosperity. And that, that hasn't left for the followers of Christ. That hasn't mm -hmm. left for the people of God. Mm -hmm. That wherever we go, however it's going in the city, probably has to do with how's the church functioning in prayer? That's a, that's a good thing for us to kind of go, well, if there's a lot of darkness... What's the church doing? Because God's got one agent he's working through. Mm -hmm. it's the mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a perfect segue because I was going to actually, um, as, as you guys were talking, I was thinking about, you were talking about unity and you were talking about joining together and um, you were talking about agreement in prayer and, and, you know, 
in lots of cities. And I know that, I mean, this isn't something that you guys came up with in a whim. You said that earlier. This is something that we that you sought the Lord on. And this is something that you labored, I imagine, with many tears and fasting over, Lord, how do we how do we do this thing? And so you've been in Eugene laboring in this way for what, like um, like a year and a half or so? <laughs> Moved here in 94. Yeah. That's right, 94. Yeah. And we started asking in 94, God, what do you want to do in the city? Although we were called wow. to one church, like one mm -hmm. part of the body, and we had an assignment there, there was always that question, God, what do you want to do in this place that you're calling us to? It's bigger okay. than just this one congregation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how, and so we're pushing down, we're almost at 30 years. Is that right? Almost. Yeah, getting close. And we're still 27. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, as, so this is something long-term. This is something yeah. that you have had um, some labor of love and much prayer over. And this is not something that can happen in a moment. And I, I, I first heard it from you. Um, Steve, um, and you, you said, we have to think of this citywide thing that we're about in terms of decades and not years. And yeah. I'm, and I'm, when I heard that, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, months, right? <laughs> and you, and you go, but it's not years, it's decades. And all of a sudden I felt the weight of what we were doing. So can you, can you talk about the, the starting place of thinking longevity and not program? Mm, that's, that's a really good question, Scott, because, um, <clears throat> Until Jesus comes back, there's going to be a church. <laughs> and so if we have to do some foundational work, you know, uh, rebuilding a foundation of a house, for example, that's, that's not a quick couple months. You know, that's, that, that's a deep, big, big, big work. And so to really focus on the very simple things of having quality relationships amongst the leaders of the church who share the same neighborhood, like literally the same community. Um, it takes time. It takes time to build friendships, uh, coffees. Um, yeah, gathering together as groups of pastors, yes, but meeting one-on-one, -on -one, uh, potentially sharing pulpits, sharing resources, um, discovering how to collaborate and do outreach together uh, so that different, uh, like for example, the school systems are impacted in a positive way as the churches work together. But then the pastors experience that unity, if you will, the unity and outreach. And um, it takes time. It takes long-term relationship building. And it's very core and very simple, but not easy. They're very simple, basic gospel kingdom principles to apply. And so it just takes time to cultivate um, trust in relationships. And when that trust is built, the kingdom can advance with a more complete and consistent stride. But to do the simple things, to cultivate those relationships, um, take focus and time. Yeah, that's super good. So Patty, um, 
one of the things that I've heard you talk about often in some of those prayer meetings um, that we that you referred to of just laboring, what is the Lord doing and how can we get these prayer junkies together? And God gave us a common vision. One of the things that I've heard you um, talk about often is First um, Corinthians 12, talking about the diversity of the body and the eye does not see the foot and we need one another so that we can be complete and all of that. So typically what we do, Patty, is we <laughs> gather people to ourselves that think like us, that dress like us, probably that smell like us as well, because that's pleasant. And I want people around me that remind me of how amazing I am. So how, how does this thing work with diversity and unity? How do you gather people together and have the correct starting place we're gonna we're gonna transition right after this into some more practical. Show you show you guys some really cool things. But this I feel is one of the most important parts of um, cultural honor. So Patty, talk to me about how do we how do we honor this thing in diversity? Because there's a lot of people that were in those prayer meetings that I wouldn't have chose to hang out with them outside of those prayer meetings. But what brought us together was our vision and our desire, our passion for prayer. Yeah, I mean, I think if we stay in the posture, well, everything in the kingdom, right? Just staying in that posture of humility and an unoffendable heart and recognizing God is so much bigger than what I currently know about him, that he's moving in this little corner of a, a, a church that I might think is not, you know, I, you know, I just don't know if they're getting the most recent prophetic conference going on there. And yet the Holy Spirit is alive and working and I mean, we know the stream we're comfortable in, but more and more, I just, I feel like, how? So I want to stay on the topic of your question. I think looking for God in his people, look for him because he's there and he's beautiful in the diverse expressions of the body. And if I don't have relationship with them, then I'm never going to ever have a conversation about how does the Holy Spirit work in your life? Or what about this passage of scripture? And we get to sharpen each other and we get to love each other and we're unafraid. We're not trying to, to make anybody, you know, believe exactly like I do. We're majoring on Jesus. We're majoring on the gospel. We're majoring on his kingdom coming. And there's a lot of other things that we can kind of, they aren't the majors. And Jesus is going to set them right. But if we never have relationship, we won't grow. We aren't sharpening. We aren't, the living stones aren't rubbing together and being fit together in the house. Yeah, that's super good. So um, basically what I'm hearing you say is uh, get over yourself and get people in the room that you <laughs> are not like. It's like, I think it's John Wesley said, if your heart is with my heart, give me your hand. You know, yeah, it's, good. It's, it's like Ugh. if your heart is with my heart, let's go. Yeah. Because I mean, we could tell you story after story of the number of people that are in very different expressions of the body of Christ that like we're on mission together. We're on mm. mission together. <laughs> Let me add this one thing. So just segueing just where Patty left off. We have seen just because of our position, it's like we get to walk around the wall of the community all the time, seeing what's happening in the city and what's happening in the churches. And so there has been grace given, if you will, to specific churches and individuals that if we didn't have relationship with them, we would never recognize that grace. And in, in other words, very specifically, whether it's prayers that they've prayed, people they have led to Jesus, 
signs and wonders coming through them, the way they have been gifted to have favor with schools or foster care, and the testimony of the love of Christ going through them, um, just to see the kingdom advance in those ways through people and maybe um, kingdom denominational philosophies that aren't in your personal stream or our personal stream. We've seen it time and time and again. It's like God moving through them. Yeah. And we all live in the same community. And the expression of Jesus alive here today is going to come through his people, no matter how small the congregation or different that they are compared to us. As long as they focus on Jesus, the scripture and the good news of the gospel we're, we're a family. And just one last thing I would say is the reality is we need each other. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that posture of humility. I think as soon as we start thinking we don't need the other parts of the body, then be it unto us according to our lack of perspective <laughs> that we will not be as blessed. <laughs> yeah. Because I, yeah. And, and that's a really good point because um, there's things that we don't necessarily recognize that we need. So one thing that I've never done when I met someone new is shake their hands and look at them right in the eye and said, you have a really nice pancreas. I've never <laughs> said that to anyone. And I think that, you know, remove that pancreas from that person. That person's very, very sick, but we just don't recognize, we don't see it, but it's such a vital role. And I think that what happens a lot of times is um, we don't necessarily recognize our need for that person, but remove that drop in the bucket. The bucket's never going to be full. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, let's let's move into because I'm really excited about this. There's lots of people and me myself, um, and I'll just be you know super honest. I'm I'm really into um, into uh, honesty and transparency. Um, I have gleaned a lot from y'all's website. I've taken a lot of stuff of what we're doing here in Bend from your website. I've done a lot of copying and pasting and and morphing to make it fit what the Lord is telling us, Good. but. There's no sense in reinventing the wheelbarrow. I mean, you guys made some amazing tools. I've gleaned a lot from you guys over the years. And so I'd like to like move into, and, and just I'm, I'm just going to give everybody just a little bit of peace. There's a lot more philosophy, a lot more theology, a lot more relational stuff we can talk to, and we will in future episodes. But I want to move into today... Um, to some more practicals. So um, take us on a tour, Steve, on something or, and Patty too, I just, I just mentioned. Um, so um, take us on a little bit of tour. What are some things that you guys created and what have you um, made that is kind of some of your tools for your region? Okay. Well, if you, are you referring to specifically like one church one day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, if we want to um, go ahead and share the screen, Scott. Okay. Uh, let, me, let, me, uh, let me get it up there. So can you, are you seeing a calendar of One Church One Day? Uh, I am not. I am seeing your okay. main website. Okay. Let's see here. How come that's going on here? There you go. Are you seeing it now? Yep. Yep. Is it You're moving? Good. Yes, it is moving. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to go, so one church, one day, again, we're just going to speak just a little bit about this. The, the idea, I'm going to put up the calendar here, 
is that one church adopts one day and prays for 24 hours. And so here, this is an older calendar. We've just renewed it. And on this calendar, there's 45 churches praying in our community. Uh, we've just thanked the Lord. We just hit the 50 churches praying together in our community. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So you've got the different churches listed on the days that they're taking. Obviously, there's some days that are doubled up. You see that we pray into 10 sectors there on the right, education, government, business, healthcare, family, the arts, media, sports, police and fire, and the church. And so, um, again, there's no way that this could be created and done unless there was a relationship and agreement amongst the pastors. So how this all started, that's a whole other story, but this is how this functions. So each one of these churches... Uh, receive um, a monthly prayer guide that's updated every single month. And so I'm going to go to that so that you can see that. Uh, I'm going to go to the community prayer guide. And so let's go to the visual guide because you can see that a little bit better. All right. You seen the visual prayer guide? Yes. Okay, great. So this is an example. So let's, um, let's pick on education. I'm going to make this larger so everyone... That's oh, a little too, too large, sorry. Okay, the first prayer request there under education is pray for the Lord to lead the process and selection of the new 4J, that's the name of a school district, 4J school superintendent. So that's just one prayer request Who makes these? on the prayer guide. And so these prayer requests, each one of these sectors, these requests come from people who work in that sector, who follow Jesus. They meet once a month and they discern how to pray for that sector. Then, so each of these sectors has one of those, what we call strategic teams. Those prayer requests get updated monthly, and this prayer guide goes to all, right now, 50 local churches, and on their day to pray, the one church, one day prayer effort, people are praying for their church, they're praying for other needs, but they're also praying from the community prayer guide so that we are together as churches agreeing for God to move in very relevant and practical ways in our community. By the grace of God, every other month we document answers to prayer, and then we also distribute those answers to prayer with the prayer guide to all the churches and those who are praying um, every other month. So that's the basics on how One Church One Day works. Patty, you want to share some things? Yeah, I think the, the beauty of God's plan in this too is that you have these diverse expressions of prayer within a local tribe, right? Like some people might just want to gather together and just go for it, you know, with worship and prayer, kind of harp and bowl. And then there's others that their style is going to be a little different, but this gives every tribe the ability to agree in targets for transformation of the community without maybe going, oh, I'm kind of hung up that that person's praying in tongues really loud right now. I don't know what to do about that. You know, there's no hindrance, you know, and there's this, there's an ability to really multiply that agreement in prayer. Yeah. And when there's agreement in prayer, that's unity. And so actually us praying together for the same things, agreeing about that actually is cultivating unity in the spirit. Yeah. And so that's also healthy. Another thing that's amazing is when God answers prayer very specifically, and we've had many specific answers to prayer, then that that answer to prayer becomes a shared story, yeah. a shared uh, victory yeah. among churches. 
So mm-hmm. if you've got 50 churches praying for the new chief of police, that God mm-hmm. would guide the process and selection of the next chief of police, and then you see testimonies about how God answered that miraculously, mm-hmm. then all of those people from all of those churches, they saw God move in mm-hmm. their community, out in their community, not just in a church service, in their community, in response to their prayers, knowing that they as a church prayed, and so did many other churches in the community. So we see God together mm. in the community. It's just such a delight. And again, that cultivates unity. We serve a living God that's living and active in our community. And he's drawing us near in the place of prayer together. Yeah. yeah. That is absolutely beautiful. So the bad news is, is that we are out of time for today. (laughs) The good news is we're going to have Steve and Patty back. We're going to go deeper in this, have more conversations. I think these are super important conversations to have, and I am super excited. So we bless you. We honor you to discover those three, four, five relationships that don't look like you in a prayer meeting together to dream and pray for your city together and see the God dream come alive in your city and in Bend and in Eugene. God's not done with Eugene yet. God's just started um, this uh, crazy blueprint called the kingdom. And so we're excited to be a part. Bless you. I will see you in the prayer room.